I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. I was a fiend before I became a teen. I melted microphones instead of cones and ice cream music orientated. So when hip hop was originated, fitted like pieces of puzzles, complicated. Cause I grabbed the mic and try to say yes, y'all. They try to take it and say that I'm too small. Boom, here we go. What's up, everybody? It's your coach. Listen, if you right now have not subscribed to the Coach HP show, this guest today, this conversation today is the number one reason why you should be listening to this program 24-7. The amount of knowledge that this guy is bringing to the table in honesty, in just just straight goodness of what he has achieved in his life is the reason why you should be subscribed to the Coach HP Show. So if you haven't yet, please take your time. Subscribe to the Coach HP Show. Join the love. Join the happiness. Without further delay, today's guest on the show. I think he's the entrepreneur's entrepreneur. There is nobody doing it the way that he's doing it, changed it after incredible success, started off son of a, of, of a, of a great dude that ran a plumbing business, started his way, got into hip hop, writing hit songs for sports teams, translated that to getting into the private jet business, translated that to get into the coconut water business, translated that to extremely crushing in his life, has not stopped. It's easy for guys when they reach the level that this guy's reached to just stop and worry about themselves and go hide away and just brag to the world of everything they got and that's it. But this guy switched it, started giving back more, started creating run clubs, started creating big ass calendars so you could build the resume of your life so you can actually be involved in your life's happiness versus just be stuck in a routine that just doesn't get you anywhere. The creator of BYLR Radio, Build Your Life Resume Radio, co-owner of the Atlanta Hawks, successful marriage, successful family man, so without further delay, today on the Coach HP Show, I give you the one and only Jesse Itzler. Let's go. I was a fiend before I became a teen. I melted microphones instead of cones and ice cream music orientated. So when hip hop was originated, fitted like pieces of puzzles, complicated. Because I grabbed the mic and tried to say, yes, y'all, they try to take it. They say that I'm too I'm rocking the crazy beer right now, man. Listen, brother, if I would have known I was interviewing Colonel Sanders, I would have prepared a whole bunch of... 
Yeah, I, it's uh, it's been a process, man. I had this crazy beard going, and then I took it down, and then I was like, well, let me have a little fun with it. So you 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 know, it's it's about to come off, but right now it's it's Colonel Sanders all day, all day. What what made you? It looks sweet, man. I was actually gonna congratulate you on that beard, dude, because people don't know that having a beard that long is actually work because you're carrying the beard. You have to deal with the food. You got to keep it clean. You're aware of the beard at all times. It's like a lifestyle, man. What made you cut it? Because I thought you were rocking the hottest beard in the internet, to be honest with you. So Listen, what made you change it? Now I'm rocking the hardest Sanders look. <laughs> I'm, I'm reinventing the way the beard should be. Should, this is what a 2020 beard should look like. I love you it, know? dude. Um, I love it. And it was hard to shave, man. I had that growing for like seven months. And it's work, and it be, it takes on a personality. People look at you different at the grocery store. People look at you different when you get out of a pool. People look at you different in the car. They don't. You can cut people off with the beard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, yeah, can, yeah. Cut, you can cut people <laughs> off with the beard. And, Especially um, you. You can pull that off, man. So good. So I was like, man, the dude is. And I thought, listen, at least for Halloween, you were gonna go as Tom Hanks and Castaway. So that would have been the the move. I know. I just, uh, I short-circuited on it. I was just like, I had it for so long, man. And you're like, I'm done. I'm done. And uh, But now I'm glad. I'm glad. Because now I might keep the mustache, though. You can pull it off. Jesse, we're recording. Great. Because you're the man. So I wanted to start off with you. I'm so proud of you, and I'm going to tell you why. You're one of the few guys that is blessed to have such incredible success with such hard work with such process attached to it at from a, your late 20s to now to what you're doing. Let me say that again because it's important. I'm so proud of you because you're one of the few guys that has been blessed with extreme talent, but extreme discipline, extreme self-awareness, extreme positivity with a lot of success, man, that's actually documenting and showcasing how you care about people and you give back to the community and the people just love you, man. Are you aware of all this, man? Did you make this conscious decision as you became more and more successful? First of all, I appreciate that, man. You know, recognizing that, bringing that to my attention. Um, I've always invested in people, you know, I've always, my strategy has always been over indexing people, value friendships, um, long friendships that's always been i wouldn't even call it a strategy it's like lifestyle it's natural it's just what i've been doing so that part of it is consistent since i was a kid you know um but i am aware you know i love building communities i love like i said spending time with people I, I, and so that's what's been important to me so it's rewarding to hear you say that man because you know um it's just such an important part listen when you get a 980 on your sat you got to be good on with people. If you're not the best business person, you know, and you, what I've been good at coach is getting people to root for me. You know, I've been able to, to get, and it's, it, it's easy. I stay in touch. I do the small things. It's, you know, even just 10 minutes a day. If you send a text DM handwritten letter, if you invest 10 minutes a day and hit takes about a minute to write one, you know, a text hit send over the next 30 days, you're going to hit 300 people. Over right, you're gonna spend that's ten a day. Over a year, you're gonna hit three thousand people. I'm not good. I'm just consistent. Jesse, so let me consistent. tell you why it's important that you bring that up, dude. Because 
as today's society becomes more digital and more short version texts and a lot of stuff gets misinterpreted with text. But when you take your time to do a thank you letter, a thank you text and appreciation, man, that goes so far a long way. And we're not, you mentioned the 780 on the SAT. I'm starting a petition to eliminate algebra in high school and put in human communication 101, human empathy 101, human understanding 101. That to me is the most important thing. So I love that you brought that up, man. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, when I was when I was young, when I was like 22 years old, there was no internet. I'm a product of the 70s and 80s, man. There was no internet. There was no digital anything. My whole marketing strategy was handwritten letters, and I wrote 10 a day, and that was my that was my form of networking. By the way, you know, when you write a handwritten letter, think about a kid. I have four children. When they get a, a letter in the mail, it's like Christmas. It's a big sell. It's a big deal. Adults are the same way. There's a lot of clutter on email. There's a lot of clutter in my voicemail, but a handwritten letter, I always get it. And there's a different intent. You got to get a letter. You got to get a stamp. You got to write. You got to lick the envelope. You got to lick the stamp. You got to go to the mailbox. Like the universe recognizes how much significance is going into that versus, hey man, thanks so much, send. You know? So anyway, that's one of the things that I've been doing, but the, the connection to people is so important. And it's a lost art form, man, because people think now like you can get by with just posting and this and that. But it's a lot different when you get people to root for you because you emotionally connect with people. So all those one-on-ones you were just talking about, you're, you're dead on, man. You know, those are the skills I want to teach my kids. You brought that up, Jesse. You don't, I don't know if you, any, if you know anything about me. I'm the biggest failure in the history of Miami baseball by far. My dad's biggest dream was for me to play baseball. My dad prepared me, Jesse, for everything in life except to deal with him. He used to beat the shit out of me when I used to fail miserably in baseball while being one of the best kids. Later in life, I became the kid whisperer. Out of the blue, I got this thing. You mentioned your kids. I'm trying to figure out if I'm more of a fan of you or of a fan of Daniel Itzer. Because <laughs> you talk about pops. If you can see here, my slogan is the only thing you can control in life is effort and attitude. That's why I have that back there. You said your dad rewarded you for effort, man. He was away from, from result. He was focused on process. How has that helped you? Yeah, man. My, my parents gave me two great gifts. One was they praised the effort. You know, it was always like, I love watching how hard you work. Your hard work paid off. It was never, oh, you scored 25 points. It was always about the hustle, the effort. And two is, you know, disappointment's been stripped from kids. There's participation trophies. Everybody makes every team, you know, and disappointment's a part of life. Like my parents, my dad, if I was having a baseball catch, coach, and they threw a ball, my dad was standing there, my mitt was down, and he knew it was going to hit me in the face, he let the ball hit me in the face. Right. Like you, you got to let your kids experience disappointment, even though it's hard. You want to block every arrow that comes at them. So as a parent of four young kids, that's really important to me, letting our kids experience disappointment as hard as that is, and then also constantly praising the effort. In fact, I asked them all, yesterday, I went on a walk with them. Every night we do a family walk. I asked my son, I said, Lincoln, how hard did you try at swim practice today? He's like seven and a half. I'm like, he gave himself a seven and a half. So he's already aware, he's aware. that his effort wasn't where, where it could have been. And it wasn't like, oh, you know, you won the race, lost the race. It was all about that. 
you know, well, why, 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 if you're going to be there at the lesson and mom and dad are going to spend the money, but if we're going to be there, why wouldn't you give a hundred percent? Because if you're not, let's go do something else. Like it's just a waste of time. Same thing with an adult. If I have to go to uh, the opera with my wife, I hate the opera, but if I have to go, cause she wants to go to the opera, if I, as might as well show up as might as I'll try to get something out of it. Cause if you got to be there, be there. Like I always say, man, be where your feet are. So if I'm at the opera, I got to beat the opera. If I'm talking to you right now, coach, this is what's on my, this is it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I got that. Yeah. As I watch, as I analyze you, man, I think, correct me here if I'm wrong, all the adventure stuff, all that you do, all the be timeless, live the moment, uh, specialness, all these things you got going on, big ass calendar, accomplished stuff. 49% is for Jesse. 51% 51% is for your kids to see what you're doing so they could imitate that. Am I right or wrong there? I didn't even say 60-40. I mean, a, a big a big part of it is for me because it's important to me not to like regret the opportunity that I have, God-given opportunity, right? We get we, There's just so much that we can experience and do. And so that's very important to me. But listen, I had a financial advisor come and I've had 50 that have come to my house and they all have the same pitch. It's the same pitch with a different logo, stocks or bonds, or what do you want to do? And how do you want to invest? Are you conservative? It's like, come on, man. Say, I've heard this pitch 49 times. Then some guy comes into my house a month or two ago. And he says, if you could live, leave your kids with a boatload of money or a boatload of life experiences, what would you rather do? And I was like, of course, life experiences. So that's really what you're saying. You know, it's like, I'm trying to show my kids I'm not good at a lot of things, but one thing I think I've really figured out or or I would say I excel at, I mean, not the best, is how to live. I'm pretty good at living life. And I want my kids to understand, because no one taught me. My dad owned the plumbing supply house. He didn't teach me how to live. You know, I, I'm a compilation of others that I've been around in my life, and I'm a work in progress. I'm obsessed with people's routines and habits. If we weren't live right now, I would be like, what time do you get up, coach? Tell me about your day. And I try to pick nuggets out of that. I'm a compilation of all those interviews and observations throughout my life. And if I can sit with Warren Buffett, or and I have, and he says something that makes sense, it goes into my routine. And if it, if it, if it resonates with me, it sticks. If not, I go on to the next bit of advice. So I want my kids to, have, to be the same kind of sponge that I am. I think in a, in some way, man, I think you're, you're doing what your dad did with you. Not obviously not the adventure part because Pops wasn't as lucky to crush it like you have. But the fact that he's been married for same woman for the whole, his whole life. No doubt. The, the, that, that's so hard for us to do. But that you did something that I think was genius, man. I got so lucky. I got married at 37 after being 10 years uh, six years in Los Angeles, four years in Las Vegas, in the nightclub business, single. You get a lot of stuff. We're not preparing guys, especially men. I feel, Jesse, that men don't mature, man. We don't mature probably till 25, 26, but we look like men already at such a young age. What part of Daniel are you imitating that you're like, you know what? Pops did this right in the relationship, because I don't know if Pops and Mom were doing Wednesday uh, date night, you know what I'm saying? But what part of Pops' relationship are you imitating in your family structure, man? That's an unbelievable question. 
Um, I'm glad you asked that because it makes me think about it. But I, I would have to say showing up. You know, my dad showed up at all my stuff. He was always there for me. Um, he was, he just was one of the PIs, one of the people that, um, you know, it's just textbook, family dinner, showing up. I mean, he worked six and a half days every week, every week. He was, but he was always home for dinner. He was always at my games. I don't know how in the world they paid for my college and the college of my brother and sisters, but somehow they did. So, you know, he made tremendous sacrifices and I have a saying, and my saying is I'm never too tired for my kids. So even though I work hard, I run around, I work out hard. If my kids want to have a football catch or jump in the trampoline or whatever, my answer is automatically always yes. At least that's how I've trained my brain. It's not 100%. Sometimes, obviously, you can't. But that's something I live by. And my dad was the same way. You know, he would, with his time, he, if I had a, a report that was due the next day at school and my dad had to be at work at 6 a.m., he would still stay up with unwavering till two in the morning to help me finish. Wow. Never complain, never say anything. You know, it just, he was just that kind of guy. But, you know, you said something, man. You know, my parents were married for 66, 67 years. <clears throat> and it's almost impossible in today's world. And when you look at all the accomplishments that myself, you, any of your guests have, you got to rank that as one of the best accomplishments. Seriously, man, you know, it's hard. The marriage thing, all of it, it's hard. No, and how many classes did you take to prepare you for marriage? Uh, a whopping zero. Zero. They don't, we don't eliminate college algebra. Let's talk about guys being responsible. Let's talk about guys learning, learning about commitment, learning about how to ease a woman when you want to say something, but you mean something else. How not to... Listen, we're all men. We we all got this one girl we're not too serious about. We don't want to lose her. And there's these things that we do that I think we need to start preparing at a young age to, to talk about these things, these responsibilities that all of us have. Because, listen, man, you were in your mid-20s crushing it all over New York City with a hit song. I look at your video, the, the <laughs> video that you have with the girls there. That's probably the most insane Casting I've ever seen in my life. Ever. Who casted that video? <laughs> <laughs> A genius. See? So who, you, you think, in all honesty, you think you could call your dad up and say, listen, dad, here's my situation. I have this, this supermodel, and she wants to go to uh, Ibiza tonight. Should I go or should I go to work tomorrow? <laughs> right, Jesse? Yes. And how I wear... Where I started to really pop, and it's where like where Pepe came into my life is, I was able to grab a certain clientele of guys that are super successful and tell them, listen, you have to show up at least for two training sessions with your kid. I don't care who you are. And I've worked with some really famous people. I said, you have to sit there. I want your son to see you. I want him to see you. I want him to see you, him work, sweat, him. Like, I want you to see him and both guys to be proud of each other. But we don't talk about that. So a guy like you that covers everything, because I even watch when you do your thing with your guys and stuff, you have that to a science. It's, it's not a free-for-all, like, hey, guys, we're going to go in the hot. Now we're going to go in the cold and let's take pictures. You're literally breathing. You're literally, I mean, you, I think you're about to do a blinking thing. 
of how many blinks we should do. <laughs> that's how pr precise you are, man. But that's why I'm such a fan of yours because you're the guy that's leading this movement, dude. Like I said, I appreciate it. And, um, you know, I take it, it's, it's um, I don't live my life on Instagram. I live my life and I capture some of it and it goes on Instagram. And um, I do the things that I love to do with the people I love to do them with. When I turned 50, I said to my wife, I want to do something big for my 50th birthday. I said, when I was 25, I had this big celebration in New York. And, and she's like, well, think about all you've accomplished between 25 to 50. Because, you know, I've had a couple of businesses and a couple of things and this and that. And um, I was like, yeah, but I have so much more that I want to do. And she's like, well, you know, really, why don't you just put more on your plate of the things you love to do with the people you love to do them with? And I was like, that's genius. That's exactly how I want to spend the next 25, 30 years of my life. So, um, so what you're seeing and what you're talking about is just things that I love to do, man. But being a leader in that space is, is important to me because I don't like some messages out there. I, I, don't, I, don't really li I don't like a lot of the coaching messages, some of them, I should say. And, um, and a lot of people, have, they have a big voice and they're pushing a message that I think there's other messages. You're talking about changing curriculum, teaching people how to parent, how to be married, how to parent. These are important topics. Everybody knows you got to work 20 hard. Everybody knows you're going to have to work. Anybody think you're going to make it without working hard? Come on, man. But there's these other themes and messages that I think are important. And, you know, we're not taught how to live life. That's what I do for a living. I live life for a living. 1,000%. That's what you're doing. 18 couches. You slept on 18 couches. I slept in a car for a whole year in Los Angeles in the Hollywood Hills. I didn't know a single person. I would sneak into the Equinox, shower and shave there. I thought of this moment today, Jesse, 20-something years ago when I was doing that. Went to Hollywood to become an actor, to run away from baseball. Ironically, I became a celebrity baseball trainer in Beverly Hills, and it, it changed my life a little bit. But I wasn't like you. I had a lot of identity issues growing up. My dad enslaved me, so he kept me from a lot of things. But I always wanted to be somebody else. I didn't really mature till I was 31 that I went to Las Vegas, and it, that really changed my life. But with you, those 18 couches, you said to yourself that you always felt that you belong. You always felt that I've made it. They just don't know it yet. That mentality. How did you get that? Was that you that you said, this and this is how I'm going to do it? Did you get that from somebody else? I always think one of the greatest gifts you can give yourself as an entrepreneur or someone, anybody, anybody, is you have to believe in the end of the story. So if you're single, you got to believe that that person's out there. If you're an entrepreneur, you got to believe that it's going to happen. You know, if you're in the minors, you got to believe you're going to make it to the majors or you're not. I've always really have believed in that for me, the end of the story. Um, but I learned the lesson through, through, I guess, getting thrown into the furnace a little bit. You know, I, everybody listening to this with 100% certainty is going to go against this, a big wall of fear, right? They're going to like, be scared of something and they're going to have to make a decision. Do I get to that wall of fear and turn around and go back because I'm too scared or I figure out how to go through the wall or go around the wall? Now, many times in my childhood, I got up against that big self-doubt wall of fear. I'm not good enough. I don't have what it takes. And I just chickened out and I always regretted it. 
man, I wish I would have tried out for the basketball team. I can't believe I didn't even try. I would have made that team, man, you know, and I regretted it. And then the one time that I, I had a crazy fear and I actually followed through and got rewarded because it worked. I was like, whoa. So you're telling me if I just keep going, there's a chance I could be rewarded. And that becomes addicting. But that's the process for anybody. Anybody that's going through a goal, they go through the same five to seven things. First, they get, they get excited. They get an idea. Um, then they get really excited about it. They research it, right? Like let's just say I'm going to run a marathon. I'm excited. I research it. I get a date. Then I commit to it, right? Then they make a plan. And then as they go through the plan, they go through what I call the grind. Like, damn, man, shit is hard, man. <laughs> well, I don't know about this. And some people bail out. This isn't for me. Some people <clears throat> keep going. And those that keep going, most bail out if it gets really hard. But those that go, go to the next chapter, which is they eventually get a small win. Something happens. They get a sale. They, get, they make the team. Whatever it is. And then they get momentum. Then they keep going and they start to get better. They see the light at the end of the tunnel and then they hit their goal. But nothing, no goal. Go through your life, anything, coach. Have you ever gone to, had a big goal or anything where you didn't go through a period where it was a grind, where you had doubt, where you didn't believe? Never. Jesse, 100%. I've gotten to the point now. Here's a funny story. You're going to like this. I'm with our boy, Gary, Gary V on, in February. I'm at his office. I get to him, ironically, I get about 100, I'm just, it's almost like you and what you do, 500 to 1,000 DMs a week, people reaching out to me for help. Some kid reaches out to me, happens to be the son of Gary's best friend. I help him without knowing who he is. The guy goes, listen, what you did for me, I'm going to pay you back. I'm going to introduce you to Gary. We're at Gary's office. You know how Gary's going at 5,000 miles per hour. Gary goes, what do you do? I go, I'm, I'm crushing. I'm really honest with you, Gary. I'm crushing it as a speaker right now. He's like, you're a speaker. Oh, yeah, I go, yeah, I'm doing it around. Then I'm going to go to Vayner and I'm going to work for Vayner. He goes, hold on, I got the guy right here. He leaves, brings in Zach. Poor Zach sits down. And I and I go out, I'm at a thousand miles per hour to say, I'm killing Zach's like, well, why do you want to join Vayner? What's good? I go, Zach, because you're in it, because you're the guy. Look at you. You're the, and I have, this, I have this all recorded. He must have been like, this guy's just feeding me some bullshit. <laughs> but, I, but I know already, because when you turn 41 and at your age, 45, 46, however you are right now, when you turn this age and you've put in the work and you haven't slept and you've slept in your car and you have people bullshit you right in your face. And when you're lucky enough to get to the point where famous people now are bullshitting you right in your face. And when you need them, it's like all of a sudden they got amnesia and it's never happened. And you keep going, Jesse, you know, you're going to win or die trying. Yeah. How do you feel about that? Yeah, man. I think, you know, the more you experience, the more you have to offer, the more you experience, the more empathy, compassion, the more you know. So you got to, you know, for you, those are all building blocks to get you to where you are now. <clears throat> you couldn't give advice. You couldn't speak on this stuff. You couldn't impact the lives you're impacting if you didn't go through that journey. And, um, but I have a feeling if you went back, you probably always in your heart of hearts had a feeling it would work out and you would get to a place where, You'd be on top of the mountain. <clears throat> Excuse me. I don't think you would like, I don't think this is a fluke. I'm oh. listening to you talk. You're, you're talking super wise. This is why, this is wisdom. You're not, this is something that's in your DNA. This isn't a fluke. You're not a fluke, man. I know flukes. And, um, 
you had to go through all that and it was part of the journey, but you probably are like when I talk about the end of the movie, the end of the story, you probably envisioned and might not have been playing baseball in Beverly and coaching, but they were, these were all things that you knew would lead to what is probably where you are now, which is you're in your zone. You're doing what you do, what you're supposed to be doing, you know? And this is, this is where you get really good at what you're doing and you cash in on what you're doing and you build on what you're doing. You know what I mean? Like your twenties are figuring out what it is you like to do, what you're good at your thirties and early forties, you perfect it. Your forties and fifties, you cash in on it. And you used your 20, your, your trajectory is the same way. You used your twenties and thirties, Vegas, LA, Triant, car, this, that sports, baseball, coaching, you know, to figure out what is I really like to do? What am I good at? Where are my real tools? What is my true purpose? You've kind of found it. And now speaking on stage, building a podcast, building your influence, getting better guests. It's all part of the plan. You know, you're going, so it's like you're, you're following it to the T. You're the man. I love it. I love it. Let's talk music for a second. Do you miss music, dude? You know, man, I'm stuck in the eighties and nineties. Look at my, look at my, I don't know if this is being recorded or not, but this is a wall of hip hop. Uh, is that run DMC? Run DMC. Okay. So this is what I was going to say. As I heard your thing, I go, man, you rap a certain run DMC flow. Like your flow is run DMC ish. Is that, am I correct? <laughs> in that? Well, I mean, I grew up in New York. I grew up on, they were my Beatles. Uh, I managed run DMC. I shared a desk with jam master Jay for years. Um, I'm still super close with D. Um, so yeah, I mean, they've had a huge influence on my life. And yeah. you don't think of going back in the studio and doing stuff for fun or anything like that? You know, I'm not like the kind of guy that goes back to his old neighborhood. You know, I'm like, I always kind of look through the front window. I don't even own a marquee jet hat or Zico. Like those, I, no. <laughs> yeah, but music, you know, is timeless. And right now you can talk about different things that, People you're got the, too good. No, they got too you, good, man. But there's no you, man, because here's the thing: you're actually good. Because if you sucked, then I'd be like, "Well, I wouldn't even brought this up." But you got good things. Now you were talking about kind of cheesy things with chicks and stuff like that. But right. where you're at now in life, imagine you just—I don't know, man—talking about a little rhyme about climbing Mount Everest, whatever thing you're doing, and talking about that, and then bringing back to sleeping on a couch to private plane, just that talk, you know, yeah. that to me is you have a whole library of stuff that yeah. I see you, Jesse, as one of one. So one of one means you can't lose as long as you stay authentic. You know what I mean? So I just thought about that. As I heard, I go, man, I wonder if he thinks about going back to like That's every once in a while since you do everything, you know, you're like, you know what, let me just spit some bars here yeah. and see what I got. You know, in a couple of speeches, I've done some spoken word stuff. And I really, I like that. I like writing it, you know, um, but going back in the studio to music and beats and all that, I'm, I'm 52, man. Um, it's not, it's not for me right now, but I, you know, I do still enjoy um, music. I love listening to it. It's a, it's emotionally, nothing moves me like music. You know, I can listen to music from high school and take me back to 86. I can listen to music that came out in nineties take me back to the nineties and even current. So I still, it's still part of my life, but for me, I'm on to the next. You said you're stuck in the eighties, favorite eighties song that comes to your head right now, just that comes to your head right now. Um, it's funny because I was talking about this to my wife the other day and I was saying that paid in full Eric B and Rakim's album, uh, was voted like the best hip hop record 
of all time. So any of the songs I'm paid in full. But give me one song, Jesse. Give me one song. Uh, paid in full. I got soul. Um, any of the Rock M songs, man. I mean, got I was, it, got it. Yeah, Jesse. Why does it seem to me I'm Cuban from Miami? Why does it seem to me that you guys from New York, even though you live in Atlanta, you still got New York blood? I would what say "Microphone Fiend" was my favorite song. What is it? "Microphone Fiend" by Rockem. Eric right, Rockem. Microphone. "Microphone Fiend." All right, that's what I like to hear, Jesse. Come on. You want to get specific with it? Let's do specific, dude. We, we, you're one of one. I'm not giving you general. <laughs> I gotta, I gotta dissect you, dude. This is. You know how many people are gonna see this? Come on, Jesse. New York, man. What about New York that is so special that it just keeps people going, man? What about New York that you want your kids to have a little New York in them, man? What is it? It's the diversity. It's billionaire to billionaires to thugs. It's every race, every religion, you know, all coming together in the city. And there's nothing like it. The energy that creates, there's nothing like it. And um, when I lived in the city, I used to love to take my kids uptown to the park so they could experience, you know, how to get them. They got to mix it, take them uptown. Um, and it's tough to do that. Outside of New York, it's tough to find all those pockets and introduce them to all those different walks of life and people and cultures. So that's what I love the most about New York. I loved it, man. I was there for 25 years. Wow. How do you like Atlanta? I like, you know, For where I am, again, as you evolve in life, your system and your life system has to evolve. So, for example, when I was living in New York, I was single. I was having dinner at 11 o'clock, you know, working, having dinner. At, I didn't care. Dinner at 10, 11, it didn't matter to me. Now, I have dinner at 5.36 with my family. So, my life model has evolved. You can't, like you were saying, guys don't grow up till they're 30. You didn't grow up till you were 31. You didn't mature. You're in a man's body at 22, 23, but you didn't mature until 31, 32, 33. The system changes, you know? So for me, living in Atlanta right now, it suits me for where I am in my life model. Does that make sense? You a know thousand percent, yeah. a thousand percent. We talked about speaking. A couple more questions. We talked about Good. speaking, Jetsy. Peppy has heard me talk a couple times. He told me one thing one time that I don't know if he was complimenting me or if he told me or, or if I was just crazy. He goes to me, he goes, Coach, the biggest thing you got going for you when you speak is the ability to believe in what you're saying. <laughs> okay? Yeah. There's nothing like being on stage in front of people. You started that. You never thought you'd do that, but you're phenomenal at it. What do you think about when you're on stage? Is it almost like when you're performing – In a thing, because when I'm on stage speaking, I get emotional. I uh, and it's hard for a dude that looks like me to get emotional and allow it, which I never did as an actor. That's why I wasn't good as an actor, because I, I didn't understand vulnerability. But I'm so empathetic for everybody that my emotions come out when I speak. So I love being on stage, man. That to you has been phenomenal. What do you feel when you're on stage? Talk to me about that rush. Well, for starters whether I'm speaking in front of 10 people or 10,000 people, the experience, the energy, the emotions is 100% the same. And I completely mean that. Like my preparation, my performance, my attitude, my conviction, it's the same, whether there's five people or, or 5,000. Um, and I think that's important. I don't, there's no days off. Like I take that tremendous responsibility 
when they hand me the microphone and the curtain open, co curtains open up. And, you know, I don't use any slides. I don't use any videos. I don't use any images. It's like when Tyson walked in, you know, he came in. That's that's my approach. Like he's coming in. No, no thing over. I love no, that. No, no socks. Rope. Jesse, nah. no socks. Coming Black in. And coming in and, yeah, let's go right to it. And that's my approach. It's like I'm getting on the stage and I got to leave, you know, I got to leave, leave my mark. And, um, I love, it's one of my favorite things. I, I love doing it. I also get emotional very often because I care so much about it. And, um, it's not a job for me. I don't need to do it. I do it because I genuinely enjoy it. And, you know, and I've gotten better. The more reps you do, the more you learn, you, you learn how to deal with distorted mics. You learn how to do with echoes. You learn how to deal with people that are getting up and going to the bathroom. Cell phones. Don't, I, I speak, I speak, Jesse, there's a big, people, people don't understand that. They think you just get up. Like if I'm training somebody to speak, you got to, you got to give them all the elements, a heckler, somebody coughing, somebody on the cell phone, somebody taking pictures, somebody giving you the finger, some guy falling asleep, all these things. All these things. You got to be present. You got to be present. You see yeah. these, and that's what I love about you and these people. And it's also like the people that you don't like, that give the false messages. And you can tell it's all gimmicky. There's no heart anymore. There's no passion. But when you go up there, I do it. Look, uh, it's funny enough, Pepe's High School, which is the high school that cut A-Rod, it's called Columbus High School. Real famous here in Miami. John Jay is the biggest baseball player to come out of there. Christopher Columbus High School. I spoke there last year right before Corona to the freshman and sophomore class. 600 kids, 300, 300. As I'm speaking, a couple kids talking to each other. I stop. And the best way I can, I go, my man, in front of everybody, listen to me. I waited 41 years for this. Please do not let this moment pass while you're talking to your boy. Trust me, what I'm going to tell you might change not your life, but maybe the guy behind you. So please, if you got anything to say, wait till we're done. And if anybody else does this, I'm going to call you out because that's how much I care about you guys here. And to me, that's so important. So I love that you brought that up, man. I think that's huge. Yeah. And everybody has their own way of doing it, of controlling that situation, you know? And um, and everybody, there's no rule of thumb. Like, it, it's not the words that you said. Hey, man, listen, I got something. I waited 41 years. It's not what you just said. If they sent a transcript and you gave it to 100 people and they said it, those words, it's how you said it. And it's actually the energy you put behind what you said that probably made them be quiet. The way you looked at them, the sincerity, the tone, the seriousness, all of these things, people don't understand, man. They, this all is part of it. You can't like, you can't just go up there and be like, read, you know, I, that's not the way I, I present. It comes from a place of deep, deep gratitude and deep, like in my soul words. And that's what commands the respect of an audience, not just reading and saying words. You can have the best script in the world. A scriptwriter could write a, a great script. You got to say, and it, so it's the way you said, hey, guys, pause. Let me explain this to you. It's, it's how you said it, you, you know, and you sent an energy that made the, the room react to it. And that's what being a great speaker is. I love that, dude. I'm going to do like three or more, Jesse. Three more questions so I can let you go. Good. You talked about moving on to the future. 
you op- you started something relatively new. When Corona happened, I took a bunch of calls. I documented them. I think about a thousand calls of kids in their 20s reaching out. Few people executed on what I told them. One guy did. He was an artist. Big, turns out, big fan of yours. He started doing the 100-mile club because of you. I had no idea there was a 100-mile club. Uh-huh. He started this. So let's talk about this. In the Coach HP show, we're all about giving. Can you see that? That's incredible. So this is what I told him. I go, my man, you give me some artwork. I'm, I'm going to pay for it. We're going to give it to Jesse. Jesse's going to give, because I know you got a bunch of cool stuff. He did this. He did this one here behind me. He's the official now guy of Barstool, believe it or not, because he listened to what I said to just provide value, provide value. So right. I'm going to get this to you. Okay. So this it. and a bunch of other stuff, we're going to get that to you. Talk to me about this, man. Yeah, I started a radio station uh, during the during the whole quarantine. I was home, and um, the world is so saturated with podcasts, and everybody's doing a pod. People have approached me to do a million. I'm sure you know a million podcasts, and um, my own my own podcast. And I've had energy to do it, but I always felt like I wanted to do something a little bit different. So I decided to do a 24 hour, seven day a week radio station. That's a combination of original shows, podcasts, interviews, and hit music. And it's called BYLR Radio, Build Your Life Resume Radio. So it's just like insp- inspiration, no cursing, family f- family friendly. And I have a radio show in the morning that I do on it, 10 a.m. to 12 noon. My fr- my son's got a little show. It's just, nice. it's just been a, a project. Uh, it's free, completely free. And um, I'm loving it, man. I'm loving it. I got big ideas for it, too. You know, it's like anything else. You, I'm a ready, fire, aim guy. I get an idea. I get energy for it. I'm like, I don't want to wait. Someone else is going to do it. I start the process and it evolves. You don't have to have it all figured out. You know, people always say it's not the right time. I don't have any experience. You never, it's never the right time and you never have enough experience. If you wait for the right time and the right experience, there'll be eight other people in the space. So I had this idea with my friend. We did it. We're up and running. It sounds like we're broadcasting from the Eiffel Tower. It's worldwide. And um, I love it, man. You know? Listen, I'm here to support that with the bilingual community. We're going to throw them all your way. Anything you need with that, you let me know. Jesse, I think you're a beast, man. I'm so proud to spend this time with you. I think, in all honesty, I think you're just starting, man. I think you got a long way to go. You got so many things. I, I love the radio. I love every space you get into, man. Any questions for me? Anything I can help you with? So I'm curious. So is your what tell me what what do you get most excited about? You know, is it the coach? Is it the podcast, coaching? Like what what's your main thing that, that you love to do? Speaking? Everything. I, I love everything. I what I like about this is and when I started, a lot of people approached me to do it via computer. And I said no because I wanted people to feel my energy face-to-face. I, I always call myself, I'm like an editor's nightmare because go good luck editing this because I'm just, it's one after the other, one after the other. So I love the stage. My future is going to be this stage, one-on-ones, telling extremely successful people, very wealthy people, listen, none of this matters if your kid commits suicide tomorrow. Stop what you're doing. You don't like me. You don't like what I'm telling you. Eliminate me. I was the first guy to tell people, eliminate me. Don't pay me. Don't pay me zero. 
but you're not going to ruin your kid's experience over a baseball, a golf ball, a football, because now people start reaching out to me over a lot of things. And then now all of a sudden I'm in the gamer space. I'm speaking at the ultimate gamer and I'm looking at, here's a funny thing, Jesse. In Miami here, for, I thought it was a Miami thing until I started to travel. I'm watching kids and I'm noticing how moms, because remember, not everybody's lucky enough to be married 30 years, 10 years, 15 years, 20 years. So I'm watching these moms with two kids. They're bringing their five-year-old to practice, holding his hand, carrying his baseball bag while the young one is in her hand and they're holding the kid's thing all the way to the field. I can understand the parking lot where it's dangerous, but once you get to the field, you got to compete. You got to be a warrior. And I would start telling the parents, women and men together, I go, you can't expect a warrior when the umpire says play ball if he's not a warrior when he gets out of the car. This is a mindset thing. It's not a result thing. It's a mindset thing. So I started preparing people for that over and over. And the, the problem is, Jesse, the more successful you get, the more yes people you have around you. Because everybody wants to keep their job. Nobody wants to piss Jesse off. Nobody wants to tell you, hey, bro, you look stupid. Except the except maybe your wife or somebody else. But so I noticed that. So I just I my plan is to come in with such a vision of authenticness, such a vision of listen, I wet, I wet my bed till I was 13 years old. I didn't understand why. It's because my dad was beating the shit out of me. And that trauma, I didn't know where that came from. Stuff like that. And say it in an honest way. Saying things that people don't talk about, but that I talk about, that I had to downsize my house to move to this house so that I could be Coach HP longer. You know? The, if I ever write a book, I'm going to do a parenting book, but a book called, in Spanish, is a saying that goes, Ate loco, which is, just act crazy. Don't call people out. If Jesse promises, promises me now, man, I'll, I'll see you in Atlanta one day, and you don't come through, all of a sudden, Jesse isn't the biggest dickhead of the world. Give it some time. Let it breathe. Maybe something happened. And, and as more and more people strive to be in a position, forget about me, like you are, they're missing that bridge of that journey of, listen, what happened? Jesse had to sleep in 18 couches. Nobody knew who he was. Jesse, today, while he's sleeping in 18 couches, he's documenting it, and he's putting it out there. What's up, guys? Is Jesse here? Listen, I'm in another couch. This couch sucks. Let me tell you about couches that are pull-out couches, and you become the couch guy. I started, I, I became the first influencer to sign with Rawlings. They got the logo right there, buddy. And nice. the Rawlings, look, you see that? Because I said my truth. I said, this is what it is. This is what it's about. And then stuff happens. When you speak, you said something that's interesting. It doesn't work always in the beginning. Jesse, when I started, first time on camera, two years ago. Hey, guys. Hey, how are you? Hey. And then one time it just hit. What's up, everybody? It's your coach. I'm here with Jesse. We're crushing it. BYLR Radio, live from Atlanta, coast to coast. Let's go. Boom. Boom. Go, you don't like it? Go get another one. Here comes episode two, and we're going to talk about an episode 200. That's, that, that's my thing, man. That's, Incredible. And, and that's what I'm obsessed with, dissecting that knowledge that guys like you have, man. It's just sick. I love it, man. Well, listen, I, I appreciate you thinking of me, you know, and having me on, and I love what you're doing and servicing the community and everything you're doing, man. And uh, I look forward to doing more with you in the future. 
Boom, there it is. Can't thank Jackie. Boom, there it is. Can't thank Jesse enough for his time, for his words, for his caring. Please follow him at Jesse Itzler. Follow B at B-Y-L-R. See what he's up to. Always posting a lot of challenges to make you better, to make you feel better, to get you there. It's your coach forever. Love you guys. Keep going hard and do your thing. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mm. 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 Mm